does 16-8 intermittent fasting work for fat loss? By the end of this episode, you will understand why some people try intermittent fasting, who it's for and who it's not for, the benefits it can provide, and the dangers of it, and how long you should maybe try it for and not try it for. You're listening to The Best You Podcast, where we teach you the healthy habits you need to look and feel like your best you. My name is Nick Carrier, and I'm an entrepreneur and fitness trainer who has coached over 500 people through my program, The 10-Week Transformation. The 10WT makes it simple for former athletes who struggle to prioritize their health and fitness to regain the confidence in their health that they once had. If this is your first time here, make sure you click follow on the Apple Podcast app or Spotify, and make sure you subscribe on YouTube so that you don't miss any of the healthy habits you need to learn that you should form to look and feel like your best you. Today, we're going to talk about intermittent fasting and whether or not specifically the 16-8 intermittent fasting works for fat loss. Now, intermittent fasting has gotten to be such a popular topic and a relatively popular practice over the last several years. I know that I have plenty of clients who have either experimented with it, try it, and or do it. And as I continue to learn more, more and more about it myself from different people and from different research and my own experience, I wanted to share with you guys where I currently stand on this topic. I wanted to share my thoughts on fasting from a few different angles, like why or why not to do it, who is it for, who is it not for, what does the science say about it, and how long should you fast or not fast for. So let's start by simply defining what fasting is. Fasting is simply defined as abstaining from food or certain drinks for a particular period of time. A common interval of fasting that I discussed in the title of the episode is commonly implemented is a 16-8 fast, meaning you don't eat for 16 hours, and then you have an 8-hour feeding window during the day in which you do eat. Now, this could look like finishing dinner at 6 p.m. one night, and then the next day you don't eat until 10 a.m. Maybe it means finishing dinner at 8 p.m. and then not eating until noon the next day. But do you know why it's 16 and 8 or how the 16-8 feeding window came about? It's simply because a graduate student who ran studies on fasting had a girlfriend who said, look, man, you can be in the lab 10 hours a day, but you can't be in the lab for 14 hours a day if you want this relationship to work. And so this guy himself had like about eight hours during the day where he could eat. And so the eight-hour feeding window was simply born out of this relationship with this guy who was running these studies and how he was trying to make it work, how he was trying to make eating work in his lifestyle. So there's nothing magical per se about the number 16 and 8. Like there's not something holy that at the 16-hour mark something amazing happens inside of your body and magical happens inside of your body. Now, that doesn't mean that the 16-8 fast is not useful for fat loss, but I just wanted to provide you with some context there in the beginning. And then nowadays, a lot of people have even taken it further. People are going for longer fasts, like 24 hours, even three days or even seven days. So let's talk about why people are doing fasting in the first place and what some of the potential benefits or the claimed benefits are of fasting. Number one is fat burning. The idea is that if you go a long enough time without eating, then your body will deplete its glycogen stores. This means that your body no longer has glucose to be running off of, and so it transitions to fat for burning energy. And therefore, you have the ability to burn excess body fat. While this is true, some people say that if equated for calories, there is no difference in the amount of body fat that you're going to lose, whether you fast or just eat less at each meal. Again, that's if equated for calories. Another reason why people might do fasting or the benefits, the claimed benefits of fasting are the mental benefits. A lot of people report more mental clarity and alertness when they're fasting. Now, the mechanism that could be behind this is that some people say that fat is the brain's preferred energy source and in particular ketones. 
And so if you're getting into a state of ketosis where you're depleted your glycogen stores and you have to transition to fat for energy, your body might be producing ketones and therefore your brain will operate more effectively. Now, in my anecdotal experience, I do believe that I've experienced greater levels of focus while fasting. Now, whether that's due to ketones being the preferred energy source of the brain, or if it's simply due to me not taking breaks in my day to have to go eat, I'm not really sure, but there may be good cause to experiment with this to see what your results are when it comes to the mental benefits and the energy that you gain or don't gain from fasting. A third claimed benefit of fasting is something that's called autophagy. Now, autophagy, simply put, is cellular death. The idea is that when you put your body in starvation mode through fasting, the damaged cells that are inside of your body, the old cells that are inside of your body will die off and the new ones will replace them. Now, I think there can be a lot of merit to autophagy when it comes to fasting, but a lot of people debate when autophagy actually begins to occur inside of the body, like how long do you have to be fasting for, for autophagy to begin to occur. And there's no doubt that the longer you fast, the more autophagy will take place. But there's also other people that say if equated for calories, caloric restriction over time provides the same level of autophagy that fasting does. So whether or not it's fasting that leads to autophagy or eating less calories, again, it's still up for debate. However, I do believe that long fasts, 16 plus hours done every once in a while can provide benefits from the standpoint of cellular, of cellular death and repair. A fourth reason why people fast or a claim to benefit of fasting is improving insulin sensitivity. Now, the way in which your cells respond to insulin is a huge factor in health. If you're healthy, you are said to be more insulin sensitive. This means that your cells are more receptive to insulin binding to them and transporting glucose inside the cells for energy. Now, if you're unhealthy, you're said to be more insulin resistant. That means that your cells are less receptive to insulin, which doesn't allow glucose to enter the cell, therefore leading ex leaving excess glucose and insulin in the bloodstream. Now, fasting is said to improve insulin sensitivity because simply when you don't eat, your body is not triggered to produce insulin because insulin is produced when glucose enters the body. So you eat and glucose enters the body. The pancreas is like, hey man, we got to produce insulin so that we can take this glucose into the cells for energy. Again, if you're insulin resistant, it won't go into the cells as effectively, therefore leaving glucose into the bloodstream. If you are insulin sensitive, more healthy, then insulin will work to transport glucose into the bloodstream. And that's what we want to see. So fasting is said to improve that insulin, sensitive, insulin sensitivity. And I do believe that that would be one of those benefits of fasting that is basically undeniable. Now, now that we've talked about some of the potential benefits of fasting, let's talk about who fasting is for and maybe who it's not for. Now, if you're currently eating a very unhealthy diet, then fasting can provide some pretty darn immediate benefits because think about it. If you go from eating three unhealthy meals a day to like two unhealthy meals a day, then yes, you're going to look and feel better. But it's not necessarily because the fast in and of itself, it's more because of the fact that you're eating less crappy food. I personally believe that fasting can be a great tool for a few reasons. If you, one, have excess body fat, two, are insulin resistant, three, if you do well with clear and defined boundaries, Number four, if you have a healthy enough relationship with food. And five, if you're wanting to just simply experiment with it. So I want to go through kind of each of those one by one. If you have excess body fat, I think it can be a great tool to help burn excess body fat because of its ability to easily put you in a caloric deficit, which is eating less calories than you burn. However, if you fast repeatedly, like day after week, day after day, week after week, month after month, and year after year, I do believe there's a chance for you to really damage your metabolism by eating 
too few of calories and therefore slowing down your metabolic rate. So make sure to keep that in mind that when you're fasting, not to do it excessively and overly frequent. The second thing is if you're insulin resistant, it can be a beneficial. And you can know if you're insulin resistant, if you have high blood glucose levels, high insulin levels, which can you can all always learn from a blood test. If that's the case, if you implement intermittent fasting for a few weeks to a couple months and then get more blood work done, there's a good possibility that your numbers are going to look a whole lot healthier. The third reason why you might do well with intermittent fasting is if psychologically you're somebody who does with clear and defined boundaries. If you do well with these kind of boundaries, intermittent fasting might be a great tool for you because let's say your goal is to lose body fat and to lose that body fat, you know you've got to eat less. Some people do well with eating less at each meal, but you might just do better at eating for less hours of the day. So if you think it's easier to eat less by simply eating for fewer hours of the day compared to eating less at each meal, then this might be a, a good tool for you. The fourth reason why it might be intermittent fasting could be good for you is if you already have a healthy relationship with food. Because I do think a big potential downfall of fasting is that it can damage your relationship with food because fasting can lead a lot of people to lead a lot of people to the conclusion that eating equals bad and not equal not eating equals good, which can lead to a restrictive mindset and a dangerous relationship with food. For that reason, if your current relationship with food isn't all that good, then you might want to stay wary and stay away of fasting. And then finally, it might be good for you if you just simply want to experiment with it. If you're wanting to experiment with fasting for any reason, then from a physiological perspective, the only downside I see is that you do have the ability to lose some muscle if you're in a prolonged calorie deficit and you're not getting in enough protein. The other side of the other downside is the potential relationship with food and, and how that might be damaged if you begin to try fasting. Other than that, I think it can be a great tool to lose body fat and there may be more and more science that comes out that shows its longevity and anti-aging benefits as well. Now, the way I kind of want to conclude this episode is talking about really where I stand from a protocol perspective. Like if you're somebody who's like, Nick, I want to try fasting. What should I do? Well, here we go. I would definitely recommend fasting 12 hours every night. It's a good idea for basically everybody. Again, meaning if you finish eating at 6 p.m., you wouldn't start eating till at the earliest 6 a.m. If you finished at 8 p.m., wait till 8 a.m. And then most people are going to be completely fine experimenting with a 12 to 16 hour fast as well. Implementing a 12 to 16 hour fast, I honestly believe can be a great tool for fat loss because it can lead to an easier way of put you, putting you in a caloric deficit. But again, the danger comes from if you're constantly doing this and constantly in a caloric deficit and constantly dieting, then over time you're going to damage your metabolism and slow down your metabolic rate. And you also want to make sure that your goal is fat loss with this because if your goal is like putting on muscle, then if you're putting yourself in a calorie deficit, that is going to be really, really, really hard to do that while fasting. So keep that in mind as well. If you want to go longer than a 16-hour fast, then there may be some benefits for insulin sensitivity and autophagy, but know that if you do ex do that excessively, again, you have the ability to lose muscle mass and slow down your metabolism. So I'd recommend that if you're doing 16-plus hour fasts, then do them very periodically, but not religiously. Lastly, now this admittedly is not my area of expertise, the hormone conversation. Some people do believe and some people do show that fasting can have negative side effects on female hormone levels. That's something that I'll, I plan on exploring and learning more myself in the future, but I wanted to at least throw that out there. Another thing I want to throw out there is if you're pregnant, then fasting is probably not a good idea for you. 
And as always, seek out your primary care physician before making any big changes to your dietary changes. I hope today provides you with some more insight into fasting, why you maybe would do it, why you wouldn't do it, who it might be for, who it's not for, how long you should maybe do it, how long you shouldn't do it. But again, like everything that I talk about when it comes to nutrition and health, there's no one-size-fits-all approach. It's not fasting is the best way to achieve health, and it's not the worst way to achieve health. It's Fasting can be great for some people at some times, depending on their goals, depending on their metabolic health, depending on their psychological health, depending on their physiological health. There's so many different factors as to whether or not fasting is a good tool for you. So I hope today provides you with some education as to learn whether or not fasting should be something that you should apply or maybe you shouldn't apply. Again, it can be a great tool for fat loss, but there's some other things to be wary of when considering whether or not to use it as a tool for fat loss. Because again, a context and personalization is required for basically everything health and fitness and nutrition. If you enjoyed today, make sure you share this episode with somebody who is interested in fasting or feels like they want to learn more about fasting. Also, the next 10-week transformation is coming up pretty darn fast, January 22nd to March 28th. If you want to sign up today, you can sign up for the in-person group in Nashville or the virtual group online, and you can join today at nickcarrier.com slash 10WT. Again, nickcarrier.com slash 10WT. If you're looking to jumpstart your health, if you're looking to find an intentional plan that you can follow day after day, week after week for 10 straight weeks, therefore you won't even recognize the person that you see in the mirror. The the 10-week transformation starts January 22nd, and you can join today by going to nickcarrier.com slash 10WT. I hope today helps you get closer to your health and fitness goals and ultimately gets you closer and closer to your best you.